Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined. That's the exclamation of a man who is about to die. Those are the words of Isaiah, the ancient Hebrew prophet, as he experienced one of the most dramatic visions in the Old Testament. Spoiler alert, he didn't die. But at that moment, he can't imagine anything but certain immediate death. Just seconds before this vision, he's just going about his normal life, but then he sees something that changes his perspective and changes his life. Have you ever had a moment that changed your life or changed the way you saw your life? Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi, and I'm glad you joined me today. I'm looking at the call that Isaiah received from the Lord as he began his his ministry or his uh, time as a prophet. He writes his testimony about that or that vision in Isaiah chapter 6, and it's a really cool passage. It inspires the imagination to try to see what he saw. Let's read it together, and, and if you're not driving, you might even close your eyes and try to imagine what he describes here. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their face, with two wings they covered their feet, and with two wings they were flying. And they were calling to each other, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and thresholds of the temple were filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And with it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin is atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then I said, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go. This whole episode for Isaiah probably starts in the temple, where he is just going about his everyday work as a priest. His heart is heavy because a great Jewish hero, King Uzziah, has just died. It's a time of uncertainty for Isaiah and for the nation. Suddenly, he sees the Lord on a high throne, and the train of his robe is filling the temple. It's one of those moments in life that changes everything for Isaiah, and it starts with this line, I saw the Lord. When you see the Lord, when you really experience God, it changes everything. When you see Him, you will see everything else differently. Have you ever walked through a time of uncertainty or change or despair and said, where is God in all of this? That's where Isaiah is in his life. And all of a sudden, God breaks in and he sees God on the throne. Uzziah, the king that Isaiah had looked up to, might not be on the throne anymore, but God is. He's not unseated by what has happened to Uzziah. He's not uh, defeated by what's going on in the, the nation of Israel. Uh, he is on his throne, and he reigns there. 
Now, there's no throne actually in the temple. So when he says, uh, I saw the, the Lord on a throne in the temple, he's really looking into the heavenly temple or the throne room. It's one of those cool moments in the Bible where the, the line between the material world and the spiritual world gets so thin that the, the character from the Bible is able to look and to see into a, a deeper reality, a spiritual reality that is always there but always unseen by us in the, spirit, in the material world. So he sees not only God, but he sees around him uh, something that in the Hebrew word, Uh, for seraphim is uh, burning ones. So he sees these creatures, these burning ones. Uh, Each of them has a set of three wings. They're covering their feet and their faces because of God's holiness. And they are singing or calling to each other, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now it's really cool for me as a musician to see the lyrics of an actual song that is being sung in, in heaven. Holy, 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 that, that three, uh, three times repeating of the word is very Jewish, and it really means holy in the nth degree. He is, he is the holiest. Uh, it's a way of emphasizing that. So Isaiah sees God's holiness, but he lives in a time uh, when Judah, his country, is so wicked that they're headed for destruction. These are the people that God has chosen to reveal his glory to the world, and they have failed miserably. From a worldly perspective, the outlook is bleak. But when Isaiah sees the Lord, he gets a heavenly perspective. And here he sees, as in the song, that the whole earth is actually full of God's glory. So what changes for Isaiah when he sees God? He sees the spiritual reality that that is obscured by the sinful world that's around him. At this point, Isaiah has taken in the amazing experience, and now he sees not only God, but he sees himself. And his immediate response is, woe to me. Seeing God meant death. Here's what God says himself to Moses in Exodus 33. He says, no one may see me and live. So Isaiah expects immediate death. I believe that's that he's thinking he is taking his last breaths as he sees this vision. But in that moment of of fear, he has a moment of clarity. He sees not only the Lord, but he sees himself truthfully. And he says of himself, I am a man of unclean lips. Now, unclean lips are, are a result of an unclean heart. The reality of who he is becomes so obvious that he can't help but confess it to the Lord. Moments before this, he's just living life, but seeing the holiness of God, he now sees deeply his own unholiness and the unholiness of the people around him. Before this experience, he lives in a facade that maybe says everything's okay, but that's peeled away in a moment Uh, as he sees the truth of his own spiritual condition. Here's the takeaway. To see yourself truly, you must see God. So God says, no one may see me and live. Uh, The Isaiah who has been living up until that point can no longer live. He's never going to be that same Isaiah again. But instead of judgment and the punishment he deserves, God acts in mercy. 
He sends a seraphim, a burning one, who brings a coal from the altar to touch his lips to bring him forgiveness. Now, if this had been the altar in the earthly temple, then he would have been taking a coal from the place where the sacrifices were offered, uh, the sacrifices that took away the guilt of sin from the, the people of Israel. And so um, here's the image. There's something from that altar that, is, that brings him cleansing and wholeness. So he's made whole now, and he is able now, being, being cleansed, to hear God speak. And so God speaks, and he says, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? There's an invitation implied here, an invitation to be a part of his mission here on earth. Having seen God and seen himself and dealt with his own sin, Isaiah is now ready to hear this invitation and to respond. So he speaks to God and he says, here am I, send me. Now that's an incredible response. It's one you ought to memorize. It's a prayer that you and I need to pray often. When we see God, when we have a true experience with him, we're going to be invited also to join in the work that he is about, to join in spreading his glory. So we need to be able to pray this same prayer, here am I, send me. And then God commissions him by saying, go. And then I'll leave the story there as he goes on to tell him what he needs to speak to these people. But the thought is uh, that when we are ready to submit ourselves, then God says, go. He commissions us. He gives us an assignment. So now we have Isaiah, the man of unclean lips, who is now cleansed. Uh, and he, he is uh, ready to bring God's message, bring the very words of God to the people of Judah. That phrase, I saw the Lord, or the experience of it, changed his life. It gave him a mission. We don't have to wait, though, for a striking vision from God. We can seek him out right now. He is waiting to meet with us. And we can know his presence daily as we spend the time of worship or weekly as we come together for corporate worship, seeking him in spirit and in truth. I hope that you'll do that this week. Have a great week.